Let's just go right into this lumbers and friends. We've talked about it before, Stacey said not free notes. We already talked about it after and what we saw from the videos. Y'all give us the show. Y'all give us a show on YouTube already. So I don't even know why I wouldn't even want to go anywhere. And now we know ahead of time some different things. So Stacey, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's that time of year again for our favorite shit show, The Lovers and Friends Fest. In past years, it has proven to be a state of confusion. It is a music festival that has all this ridiculous amount of acts. Think everybody. Of <laughs> Think of Black Coachella, but it's all on like one day rather than an entire weekend of, of events. And with that, you're going to have all these different hip hop acts. There's different stages. So previously there were different stages. And but on each stage, there are concerts going on or performances going on every 45 minutes or so. So you can mess around and stage A has an act that you want to see. But in 45 minutes, somebody else on stage C is going to be performing and you got to figure out how the hell to get over there and all that. So it's always been some confusion. And but we always find out or learn more about this after it's over. But this year, hold this year, we are on top of it. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific or specific, I'm sorry, specific time tomorrow, 10 a.m. specific time tomorrow and noon central for the Lovers and Friends Shit Show Fest. You can purchase tickets online. The Well, I'm sorry, tomorrow's the pre-sale begins. Tickets are general admission, general admission plus, VIP, VIP cabana, and they also offer hotel and ticket packages. Now, from what we know about <laughs> Lover and Friends Fest and some people that'll be there, okay? Just, again, this is all on one day. No, I mean, you should just, you should just, just name, you, you, the, the, the listener just throw out a name in there. <laughs> Janet Jackson, Little Wayne, Backstreet <laughs> Boys. Hold on, you sound like what they did American Music Awards. Maybe that's, like, exactly, uh, that's, that's exactly why I'm saying it that way. Usher, Ja Rule, and Ashanti. T-Pain, Kelly Rowland, Robin Thicke, Rick Ross, Lloyd, Drew Hill, Carrie Hilson, Cameron, Too Short, Black, A. Marie, John B., 112, Jay Holiday, Jay Kwan, Nina Sky, Yang Yang Twins, uh, Carrie Hilson, Genuine, Mace, E-40, Tyrese, Jodeci, The Dream, Monica, Eve, Brandy, Craig David, Method Man and Red Man, SWV, JoJo, Maya, Khalees, David Banner, Sierra, Nelly Furtado, Gwen Stefani, <coughs> Mary J. Blige, MIA, TLC, and Alicia Keys. Oh, it's Snoop Dogg. There are a ridiculous amount of people that are going to be there. And I didn't name everybody. No, 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 no. That's just half of it. That's half. Who the so hell? All these people are going to be there. Now, why is 98 degrees here? You see 98 degrees and Backstreet Boys are here. Yeah, I saw Craig David. 
Well, Craig David. So and then and but and then also I want to point out for so it has little Wayne, and then it says performing the Carter Three. It has Usher performing confessions. So from what I'm understanding, Usher bringing his ass up there to sing y'all asses one song, taking his ass home. Oh, so this a big. So this this concert is a big ass playlist. Because I mean, like, why would you? Well, you think it's just a confession to song, not the album. So I'm saying on the flyer underneath Lil Wayne's name, it says performing the Carter Three. Underneath Usher, performing confessions. So are you performing <laughs> the whole album? Or like, I mean, so, but why would you specify what they're performing? Who did? No one does that. That's interesting to me. <laughs> It's very interesting. So, to see this show, general admission. So, coming off the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. So, each general admission of ticket includes admittance to the Las Vegas Festival grounds for the lovers and friends on May 4th, plus performances all day on multiple stages at the Las Vegas Festival grounds, food choices from regional and local vendors, bars, concessions, official band merch, festival merch, free water stations, and more. How much do you think this would cost you? So this is the, the GA. This is me just. This is just up. general admission. This starting at three hundred and twenty-five. Oh, man. tickets are first come, first serve. So general admission plus add in air-conditioned bath restrooms and a dedicated entry lane at the main entrance. That so to get a dedicated entrance and an air conditioned bathroom. There you go. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> it's gonna be hot <clears throat> in Vegas because this is early. Uh, it's early May, but you're still in Vegas. Yeah. So to get a to get an air conditioned bathroom, tickets start at five ninety five. Damn, Damn, I just want to get cold. <laughs> Again, so initially it was three twenty five, but now you want to piss. In a an air controlled environment? Oh, uh, you don't want to do the quarter parties? <laughs> oh, you think you're too good? Watch this. <laughs> Pay this five ninety five, and I'm sorry. And again, starting at five ninety five. Um, <laughs> VIP gives me all of those things, but then I also get charging a charging station. You know that phone gonna go dead. That phone gonna die for an extra hundred dollars. <laughs> Yep. So extra hundred bucks starting at six ninety five. Now I get charging stations. If I want to do a VIP cabana, all right. Now this <coughs> this is so expensive. We don't even have a price on it. So each VIP cabana, cabana you must be twenty one, includes up to ten VIP tickets. So the LA, I mean Las Vegas Festival grounds for lovers and friends. We have an ultimate roped off viewing area with security, shade, and VIP service. <laughs> two complimentary bottles, your choice of one premium liquor plus one champagne, food vouchers for, for the all-in party, for all in the party. Now, remember, though, the other ones didn't have food vouchers. They told you you had food choices. Yeah. So I paid three ninety five, but I still got to pay for you food. You still got to pay, yeah. You still got to pay for food. <clears throat> the VIP is when I finally get... <laughs> A voucher for some food. VIP, I'm sorry, VIP Cabana. And that's uh, context still. At the main stage only. So the, the Cabana is kind of like being in a suite, I guess. 
Yeah. If you if and you in case you instead of being at a stadium. Uh, no, a question for the staff of lovers and friends. That's for the. <laughs> what if yeah. I want to yeah. see randomly Craig David and he's on and he's on this stage over here? I ain't paying for the styles. I need to be over there by Craig David too. Unfortunately. Our cabana is only available for the main stage. Um, Craig David is what we is on what we call the negation stage. Which hold on, is baby girl. All- hold on, baby girl. Here go these wristbands. You can get in and out with these. <laughs> <laughs> so we got these wristbands. <laughs> you know, you are. No, but, you, but you got to think about it. Somebody's got to stay at the cabana all day because we can't just all be scattered away from the cabana. Well, with your cabana ticket, it does include up to 10 VIP tickets. So maybe only nine of you go to see Craig David and one stays or, you know, half and half, like half can go to one part of the show and the other half can go. But yeah, we would like for someone to probably stay in the cabana because people who are Non cabanis may try to be so have security for my area to make sure nobody right, 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 right. Yeah, I want to see a map of how it's mapped out. <laughs> how many cabanas is it? <laughs> oh, and you also with the cabana, you do get to skip the line for general admission merchandise store for that store, so you but don't I'm have to stand in line for the store. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still paying for merch. Still, I don't get any free merch. Yes, no free but, yeah, you're going to yeah, you're going to pay for the merch. Yeah, but you, you just get to skip the line. Line for it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the fast pass at Six Flags. Right. So like you, like, you still have to pay, but you just want to. So I don't get no line. t-shirt, no lovers and friends 2024 t-shirt. <laughs> nothing in this. They are available for purchase from our local vendors. <laughs> now you get a swag bag. <laughs> they, you don't even get that i don't think swag they, they, bags are available for purchase <laughs> and then uh, okay. of course again hotel hotel and ticket packages save when you bundle your hotel festival ticket and exclusive perks you can get a two to five night stay mind you now let's back up the festival oh. is one fucking day you can get a two to five night stay at hotels on the Las Vegas Strip, downtown Las Vegas, including the Strat Hotel, Casino and Skypod, Sahara, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Hilton at Resorts World, Win Las Vegas, the D Las Vegas, and more. So, and oh, I'm sorry, this does include a swag bag. <laughs> what them? What them meet and grease hitting for? <laughs> There is a Friday night welcome party. Will you be able to mix and mingle with all the other VIP? So I get that as part of the VIP package, right? Apart with my cabana, I can go to that earlier, right? Well, no. Your VIP cabana is for you and your 10 VIP friends. That's so it's don't get to go to that as well. It's different. So. Okay. But yeah. you will, you are able to purchase limited edition merchandise items for, you know, a higher cost. Yeah, this is a crash grab. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but again, there is a Friday welcome party with an open bar, which has premium and well drinks. And then there is a Sunday party with brunch and mimosas. Who owns Lovers and um, Friends? Is that Lil John? I've heard that Mason said that he's not a part of this show. Are there other people that are on this show that are listed that may not be showing up, ma'am. Well, I would like to, before before we go there, I just would like to mention that we do have layaway plans starting at $19.99 down. 
Hold on. So I put 20 down. And is that on, for any of the levels? I could put 20 down for any of the levels. I all I the, all I can state is that layaway plans are starting at 1999 down. I'm not sure if we're using Afterpay, Affirm, Klarna, Sezzle, or any of the other ones, but the fact that I can I got you when I get paid next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right, exactly. Because I mean, look, the t- pre-sales <clears throat> tomorrow on the 26th, rent is due on the first. So, you know, you may only be able to pay that. They and then if you do have any questions, you can. There is someone that you can contact. Oh, there so- are frequently asked questions. Oh, I'm wait a minute. There is. What is this? There is a, there's some package called just here for the party. So ticket not included. So like tickets, I guess, to go to the actual event aren't included. So it gives you the two to five um, night hotel stay, two complimentary cocktails, the Gatsby Cocktails Lounge, water bottle, a bandana, chapstick, sunglasses, and a clear bag, and nightclub access if you purchase that. And that starts at 925 per person. So hold on. So if I want to do that, I have to add that I don't get that with my VIP cabana. That's an additional nine hundred twenty-five on top of the cabana price. That's what a hotel room. This is no, that's nine twenty-five on top of the room. On this, top of the this room. is yeah. Oh, so with the pack. There are yeah. So the super fan. There's a super fan pack. So there's all these different <clears> packages <throat> you can get to bundle and save. So like you get. But like, yeah, so for that one that I just mentioned, again, there is no ticket to the festival. That is just you fucking hanging out at the host hotel with everybody. I don't even call it the host hotel because they're telling you to pick a hotel on the strip. So there is no specific place for you to go (laughs) of any of these 40 hotels. Go gamble. The other ones, though. Go to the buffet. (laughs) Yes. And then there's the super fan general admission plus package, which gives you the ticket. The hotel stay, expedited festival entry, welcome party, the water bottle bandana, two complimentary cocktails. So like there's, but and that starts at a thousand. So regardless, if you are going and you want to have a set, ticket, you're coming out of a G period. And right? it's going to sell out. <laughs> and that it is going to, it's going to sell out. And again, that's a thousand. And that you still haven't flown there. Damn. You still haven't flown. So and then there's the the Sunday party with brunch and mimosas, which is 129. <clears throat> if you just wanted to go to the welcome party, that's $79. And I'm laughing at this and I'm just thinking to myself about how people in I love my I love my city. I love the home place that I grew up, but the way that people will clown if something costs $20 to get into. <laughs> $20, goddamn. For the cabana, you got to contact sales, I'm assuming, for the cabana. Well, right now, I can't click anything to purchase because tickets haven't gone on sale yet. But there, if you do have questions about purchasing, there it says that you can contact someone. But right now, nothing's on sale. Nothing's on sale until tomorrow. So I guess that's when people will find out. But I think what it sells out every year. Yeah, it's been going on for the last what two, two years. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, I can, I can, I can sign up now to get first access to book my my weekend. And if so I can lock in at 1999 down. So just think about this. 
it's a thousand dollar sum package or like the, the the elevated VIP package, right? So that's with hotel, blah, blah, blah. I get a limited edition album, bucket hat, and a chain. Okay, now I want it. I need to know what kind of bucket, bucket hat. hat. Wait a minute. Hold on. And a chain. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Because I didn't know that I was going to get a bucket hat and a chain. And now I'm thinking mm. about it. No, I'm thinking about it. Because Let me turn the key for you. Fuck with bucket Low key, you kind of had me with the bandana and the sunglasses. But now I get I get a limited edition album, bucket hat, and chain. Whose album do I get? What am I getting? It's a Lovers and Friends compilation. Is it all right? Is it a compilation album and a bucket hat? What's on the bucket hat and a chain? And that, and then I get oh, I get a hundred and fifty dollar. Festival merch voucher. That's that's a shirt. Right. <laughs> so, and that pricing that starts at $14.54. That is such a random ass number. <laughs> at $14.54. Not $14.54.99, not $14.55. $14.54 a person. That is so random. And like, I mean, like the other ones, $10.79, $11.99, $9.25, $14.54. So so fucking random because this show is random. Who is not going to show up? That's well, Mace already said he wasn't showing up. Who? Mace. Yeah. Yeah, like Mace. Uh, Why don't they just say TGT on here and like they could for spacing wise? Because all three of them going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Is Sweet trying to make a comeback? They say she's working on. I think she's yeah. working on yeah, she's, music. She's working on. Oh. I know there's a show that she's working on. Yeah, yeah, show. That's the way to a topic. <laughs> you know, like what's this girl? Uh, Shaw Jackson, something like that. The uh, yeah, you know, Shaw uh, Jackson. Yeah, like Shaw Jackson. That's not Shaw. Like they're working on a, a show that's supposed to be coming out. Now I don't know who asked for that. I. I don't think nobody asked for a new sitcom starring Shar Jackson and Tweet. No one had that on their radio, that radar, but someone greenlit it. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's not going to show up from this list. That's because well, I'm trying to figure out how financially they can pull this off for just one day in all those. Effects. They've been doing it. <laughs> well, okay, well, it's the re- here's the thing cost wise. How much did you have to pay Janet? That's what I'm saying. Janet's six figures. How much? (laughs) Because like one, so no matter what, Janet got more money than everybody else on this, on this flyer, period. Yep. We know this. You can put Alicia Keys name right next to hers and that's fine, but you had to pay Janet more than everybody else. So, because Janet does, it's, it's that game of when it comes to these festivals and concerts and touring, who needs to be there? versus who it doesn't matter if I show the fuck up or not. Right. So Janet absolutely doesn't fuck not to go there at all. Period. And, or is Janet gonna do a condensed version of her show? Is she gonna go out there and do 30 yeah, minutes? She finna go on tour this summer. <laughs> is she gonna go out there and do 30 minutes for 50 grand? Maybe. She might. She might do she may come out and do one or a couple of things just be, to get a just to get a little check, but she doesn't need it. Like she doesn't have to be there. I'm actually, Gwen Stefani is, I'm actually kind of like shocked at that. Like, how does she get 
there, but Eve will be there. So we'll we know that we'll get a. Well, you know, you mentioned on my segregation stage. I was I was saying it's gonna be a straight white stage. I was <laughs> that was cool. They have a setup. They have enough people to do a whole white stage. They could. They absolutely could. <laughs> Eve, Eve just have to just go over there. I mean, Eve, 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 Eve don't never do a feature. Eve just stop over there real quick. Hey, you can uh, go over there. Yeah, but even with, like, it's, like I said, and the way that some people are shown <laughs> on the flyer, like, TLC has stars by their name. Alicia Keys. So it has, like, Alicia, then it has Keys, and it has stars by it. Lil Wayne has stars by his name. Nas has stars by his name. And it's, like, is the, it, it's so random. That it's like somebody why? got in the design of like, oh snap, I got I want everything to be blocked. That's I think they wanted everything to be blocked, and that was trying to be cute. I guess so. Like I said, it's so like I said, the stars are really <laughs> what time does it start? <laughs> they don't stay on the website, do they? Oh, because the schedule isn't ready. So <laughs> no, so that's I, they don't know I, who headlined. They don't know. I have. I like. I'm glad you asked that question because <laughs> I did go to try to find out that information. I went to let's see. I went to the help center. Line up and schedule. Is there a schedule of performances? Check back closer to the festival for a full schedule of performances. So some people dropping off of this. <laughs> Like you can yeah, buy all tickets to check it. Get them tickets tomorrow, but come back. We'll let you know who gonna come. Who and maybe, and maybe this is my age, and I'm an older gentleman now. You know, but this looks feels like a, the, a Chinese buffet when you when you ain't gonna be able to eat everything, and they know you're not. Yeah, and you just gonna be there, and you spend all this money, and you ain't gonna be able to eat all this stuff. Yeah, man. I remember my tenth birthday at the uh, Old Country Buffet. Man, them cinnamon rolls was just killing me. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here now and I'm looking at just their uh, wheelchair accessibility because I just really feel like they're not going to be compliant. But they have a section where it looks like they have really thought about this. And but my assumption is that the the venue anyway was already set up to be ADA and accessible and compliant. Um, yeah. Like it's so, festival. Yes, the festival ground. So. Yes, yeah, the festival ground. So they're already they're they're good for that. But yeah, I how wonder, to get there? I wonder, I wonder who's behind this. I don't know who owns I, it now. I've been trying to find this out for like a long time. I've been researching it. I'm trying to find, figure out. If I this just is got like an idea. Up. I just got one person in mind. Who? I, I just think who you got? I'm thinking Floyd Mayweather. Really? Yeah. He got the money. He lives in Vegas. Cinco de Mayo. LA last big, year. This didn't they have a lot of in LA yeah. at one point, too? What'd you say? Didn't they have a Lovers and Friends in LA, too? Or didn't they have some kind of show in LA at the, like, a uh, LA park? I don't know. I don't no. know. So it was, because what was it, last year, year before last year? Charlie Wilson was like when like the headlines. Because Lil John had his name, he, he didn't want his name affiliated. Like, it was taken off of it, or they he were was, using it, they were using the title, and they weren't cutting him in on it. Yeah, because I didn't know if Lil John had something to do with it. Or <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I think Floyd, I, I don't know. Is this in my mind? I think it's Mayweather. <laughs> okay, it says the people that do a lot of Palooza are doing, do this. Oh. Uh. So basically, they just do anti-fest. But is Lollapalooza is usually two days, isn't it? Yeah, two or three days. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a whole thing. <laughs> but uh, this before, wasn't this multiple days before? Or was it always one day? 
I think it was one day before the last Man. couple of years. Yeah, because it's been only been going on for the last like two, three years. I, but no, I feel like it was two days before. Uh, the, it was a France concert, two thousand twenty-three. No, it was one. It was always one day. What was it twenty-two? Was twenty-two the first it was year? One day. One day. Yep, and. Um, I guess because yeah. you throw all them names on the flyers, and then by the time the day comes, half the names ain't going to be there. Yeah, it was just one day, and it was always at the thing. So, but I'm guessing, but I believe it's like, what did we say? It was like last time, I think it was like 12 hours. Like, I remember looking at that list, yeah. and it was like. That shit started at eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember, we talked about last time, you got to do shifts with it. Like, all right. Everybody, let's plan this out. We're going to go back, take a nap during Ja Rule, such, 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 such. We got to be back up at four and get back over there by the time LL Cool J come out. Yeah. For the, get over to the main stage for, for the uh, 90 set. Missy. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't. It's impossible. You have to plan it out. You literally have to plan your day. Like, and where are we going to go? Like, who am I going to pay attention to? Yeah, like in yeah, in 2022, it was one day. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, but yeah, the first one, I guess 2022 though, that one. I'm Doja. They sleep. Yeah, I'm part of Just Posted Podcast, man. The best show on this network. Come on, check, dude. Seriously, man. Just Posted. It's just me and Doja sitting back talking about what the fuck going on in the yeah, world. Sure. events. We say labor love. He said labor love. I didn't say that shit. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, everybody coming to watch, though, man. We really appreciate y'all. Holla at y'all later. Hey, man, this nigga just tall for no reason. We do regular jobs. Don't forget that. And that's when Usher, Ludacris, and Lil Jon were there. Wow, the first one. The first one. And then last year, Lil Jon wasn't there. And Lil Jon, like, I remember reading about how Lil Jon was like, nah, like, take my name off this shit. Like, I'm not, in, like, you're using, essentially, you're using my song or you're using that, that my uh, I don't want to say image and likeness, but it's just you're using this, uh, yeah. this song. Like, that's our song, <laughs> right? That's our song. So that's so I'm. I look forward to May fourth. May the fourth be with y'all because I'm just gonna sit at home watching. I feel like I'm supposed to do something on that day anyway. I don't know do what they, it is. Do they live stream it on something? No, I just look on YouTube and it looks it'll be up. <laughs> now, and to that point though, that's that's money right there that can be made. I was at how they did that that fifty that fifty year at uh, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah, no, look, no, I'm saying if I'm a sh- YouTuber and I'm monetized, I might fuck around and just go and stream my shit on there. Be like, it's gonna be on my joint <laughs> with commercials. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna be streaming it live all day. Cause, cause I didn't bought the little package with to get my phone charged. So I'm uh, like, we, we up, baby. Uh, yeah, I got the juice. <laughs> I got the juice. I'm up. <laughs> you not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta go back to the room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You gotta go back to the room. And bo- both of your backup chargers going out. <laughs> Cause the heat is too hot for the backup chargers. Mm, so since we're we're since we're going back full force again. We have another conversation that we manifested at this time last year. We manifested Usher to perform at the halftime show. We discussed this beforehand, way before people were talking about it. Wait, yeah. Now, I know that has been brought up. Can Sierra do her own halftime show? It's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Go ahead, Stacey. 
I think the short answer is she could do it. I've done a little research on this. So average halftime show is about 12 to 15 minutes, something like that. That's the whole time. Rihanna last year did eight and a half songs. So you need you need about eight songs, something like that. Eight, eight nine songs. Mm-hmm. So as I'm going through Sierra's songs, all the songs that she's done, right? So I'm not going to do any slow songs because we don't we do not need that from her. It, every I guess you were doing like a what's the one song if you, like a is it like a guy or whatever the one like a boy like a boy I could see that one being even I could see them because it's it's up it's slow but up tempo and yeah but that song be, yeah it was kind of fast yeah. that you could have some some dancing some up tempo dancing kind of that <laughs> and bring Reggie Bush out. <laughs> Remember Reggie Bush was in the video. <laughs> Look, you gotta go. So she she no B sides. Period. Right. Everything that she has that mm-hmm. she does. I mean, so the the reality is she had what did I think? What did, what did I see? She had like eight top ten hits. I think. Yeah, so she had that many. It was oh, I looked it up the other day because someone yeah, Sierra had a nice little run in the uh, two thousand. I literally looked this up the other day because someone questioned like, did she have the? Could she do it with the songs? And I'm like, and I think when I looked, uh, Billboard one number one hit, eight top ten, twenty one songs. What's so, the number one? What's the number? Is it goodies? Goodies. 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 That was her first song. Yeah. All right. So. She can do she can do goodies. She can do one, two step. She can do oh, she can do get up. Like that is actually my song. Like I, get up is from yeah. uh, that dance song? movie. Yeah, one of the dance movies. I actually fucking love that song. And uh, what's the song with Missy to lose control? Yeah, so lose control. She so she can do get it, she can do get up, she can do lose control, she can <clears throat> do level up, and <clears throat> she can actually do like you and bring out a bow wow. She could, but if she does get up, she could bring out Millionaire. She does lose control. She could bring out Missy. The thing is, she had like she's going to have to play with some features. And she does. Oh, she can even maybe bring out Luda, um, in there. But it's like she's going. It's going to be all about the fucking performance. This is Sierra's time to like if she gets it, if she ever got it. She has to show them that she is a natural dancer. It's going yeah, to it's more it, it's her it's going to have to be the performance. It's like, more than just a matrix move. It's right. It's, <laughs> like, it's going to have to truly be about performance or she's going to have to do a Shakira Jennifer Lopez situation and share it with somebody else. I was going to say that. Is that the better option is her to share it with somebody? The the other option is for her to share it with someone else who is not better or worse. Mm, they got to be on the same level as her. They have to be on the same level as Sierra. So the the fun part is, is that it in black in the world of blackness, it would have been an Ashanti. Her and Ashanti would have done something. Or who else could she get up there with? It's like essentially it's somebody that could do it but just doesn't have enough songs. They just need that mm. hmm. little extra is who it has to be. I'm trying to think who that could be. Mm-hmm. Could it be Robin Thick? Like Maya? <laughs> No, I'm thinking about like crossing over a little bit. Oh, Could it be Robin Thicke? No, you can't have Robin Thicke because Robin Thicke, 
<laughs> Robin Thicke doesn't have the white audience. So it's like, Ironically, right? Ironically. Is that Alan's kid? Right. Ironically, Robin Thicke doesn't have the white audience. <laughs> Good hey, point. And, and Marvin Gaye family don't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> that part. So yeah, it can't be a Robin Thick, but there's it could work. I I don't know who her other person would be, but she'd have to be up there with someone else. Carrie Hilson. <laughs> Carrie doesn't have a nah, nah. No. Like and it's like, but yeah, you're 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 saying, you but Carrie doesn't have the hits to do this. Yeah, you're thinking. Now would you would you do Kelly Rowland? Here's your problem with Kelly. Kelly doesn't have the solo hits to do this. So she's going to have to. She she's going to have to rely on her Destiny Child stuff. Kelly doesn't have. Kelly, let me say this. Uh, one, this is a Kelly Rowland's fan page. Okay. We we adore Kelly. We She is beautiful. And, and she, every picture <laughs> of her over the last, hell, I'm going to say two, three years. Like Kelly consistently is showing us that we, that people weren't paying attention to her before. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's like, oh, I've been it. Y'all was just worried about my, my homegirl. You was worried about my best friend, but it's been me. So it can't, Kelly just doesn't have the solo hits. She doesn't have the solo hits to do that. She just can't. Uh, I mean, I'm sadly, Chris Brown isn't allowed at the Super Bowl. (laughs) Is he not? I don't. They're no, not. They're not. No, they're not. You don't think it's unofficial? It's just unofficial. Like, not. don't even bring it. You can't even put him on the board. He ain't even allowed at the American the Music Awards. They cut his Michael Jackson. As I have stated before, Chris <laughs> Brown brought this shit on himself. It is if he would have set his ass down, he could be Super Bowling. Yep. Yep. He said Super Bowling. <laughs> Super Bowl. If Chris Brown would have set his ass down. He could be at the game dancing and singing. He could have been super bowling. But that's not what happened, is that he continued to get in trouble. And like I've, I mean, I won't dig deep into Stacey and her and how I feel about the Chris Chris Brown situation. But the short version is I don't agree with what happened and what he did. I do believe that he was 17 years. He was very, very young and that there are people, men that I know who, if we judge them by something that they did at 17 versus who they are now, like we, they never would have got a chance in life. But those men that I know who messed up at 17 did not continue to mess up. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's And again, and not violence counts as, oh, he messed up. Stacey, you ain't even hear me. I said oh, they didn't become bloods after that. <laughs> that part, right? Like it's you, you get if you get a second chance, you don't become a pyro. That part, you don't. That's not what you don't you do. go on the set. You don't. Yeah. You sit. You learn your lesson and you sit your ass down. Like again, everybody doesn't get a second chance. Like it's a you can't compare Chris Brown to Robert Downey Jr. Right for various reasons, but to that point of someone who had fucked up his career and had to sit his, had to fall back and then kind of earn your way back in. And with that, with Robert Downey Jr., he hasn't fucked up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the, if you fall out of Hollywood's grace, like, if you, if you try to get back in, you gotta, 
You want to eat a little crow? You want to chill out? And then you make your comeback when you, and like I said, so Chris Brown, Chris Brown could actually, could have done, probably done the Super Bowl by himself. But I think him and Sierra, I would have, I would actually would love to see that. I wish that we could see them perform together because again, I feel both of them are not the greatest singers in the world, but I think they are both very talented dancers. They are Mm -hmm. natural dancers. And And they got a song currently out right now. I think it's Sierra's song with featuring Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're, I think they were supposed to, it was something else they were supposed to do together, but there's a, They, like I said, they are. There's a difference between a natural dancer and someone who who's great at choreography, right? Like choreography will make anybody be able to dance, but there's a difference when you are a natural dancer. And I think Chris Brown and Sierra are both, but they don't. And also, you know, Sierra's somebody mama, so <laughs> yeah. So my question is. Are we just overthinking this and know they're gonna do a white artist next year and just go ahead and just understand it? It's gonna probably they gave us what three years in a row. Yeah, like yeah. what's the yeah, like it's uh well, let me say this. Ushers is well deserved. Ushers is yeah. uh that's not a handout, like oh, we just gonna give it to Usher. Like, no, that's well deserved. Right. Usher yeah. was proven. And then there's a clip that we actually have in the group, if you guys haven't seen it. Oh uh, yeah. That someone is talking to Usher years ago, they were like, you know, like, you know, when it's all over, I don't want you to be like in Vegas doing like, you know, shows. And Usher was like, if I did it, it would be like an event. It would be amazing. And that came to fruition. So he didn't, it, he wasn't in Vegas as a, all right, well, let me go and get these last couple of checks. No, nah, this was a big now. After the Super Bowl, does he extend the Vegas residency or does he tour? Or does he sit down somewhere for a minute? Probably sits down. But I mean, he got the album dropping that right after. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) If he got an album drop, he going on tour. Yeah, Yeah, he got an album drop, he's definitely going on tour. But (laughs) it's the short uh, the short version of that is is that you're coming off the Vegas residency you're going right into the Super Bowl so this is there's a while there's the assumption that everyone knows Usher everyone will know Usher after that song oh, yeah. right so him being able to drop an album and again there's probably a bunch of white people who know Usher but don't know his Usher mm-hmm. <laughs> they heard yeah <laughs> they heard, yeah. They heard, what's that? DJ got me falling in love, and that's that song, whatever. Right? That so, yeah, OMG, OMG, right, so, exactly. So those top forty <laughs> songs, they may not really know all of Usher. And then for us, we're like, I'm wondering what the hell is he gonna perform because he can play, he can do all of his top forty shit. I mean, there's stuff that he that we would want him to do, but we, he can't do all the slow shit, no. right? You know what I'm saying? So. It's very like I'm. I'm very interested and can't wait to see what he put there. I mean, I think it's gonna be next year. It's gonna be somebody like Ariana Grande or Miley Cyrus or somebody next year. It's gonna be somebody pop like Drake, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> like has Drake. Taylor done? Has Taylor done the Super Bowl? No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Don't think oh, that's it. She's <laughs> that's, if Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift hasn't done the Super Bowl yet. I don't think. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't think she has. Hold on, let me see. Because, like, you know, when they was doing the White Watch, they was doing like the legendary act, right? You know, 
Because <laughs> what was it? I think they didn't start actually bringing newer artists until... Like Katy Perry, I think, was the latest, the last... Um, no, until... No, 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 no. It was... When did they... She's never... I just checked it. She's never performed a Super Bowl. She's never performed. Mm-hmm. So it was... What did they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year that the Super Bowl was playing at the same time that In Living Color played. The same, that whatever year that was, 1995, 95, 96. There and there. So that year, after that year, because more people were tuning into the Living Color yep, because, of that, because of their, what they had going on. After that, halftime shows changed. Prior to that, it would be a band out there or a blood bowl. Like uh, (laughs) blood bowl. Nineteen eighty-seven. Salute the Hollywood's hundredth anniversary. Nineteen eighty-eight. Something grand featuring eighty-eight grand pianos, the Rockettes, and Chubby Checker. I mean, but Michael Michael Jackson did ninety-three though. Yeah, on top of that, that was on top of the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I still so. think Prince was the greatest. Half oh, show. for sure. Prince was definitely <laughs> the greatest one. He made it rain. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. After that, then that's when stuff started getting. Like, uh, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you got 01. We had Nell out there. Yeah, Nelly. Nell, so Nelly's done it twice. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. Does he was there? Like, yes, the, yes, the, it was the, it was the uh, oh one was with Aerosmith. Yeah, yep. and Britney Spears, and yeah. I think, and then, uh-huh. and then he was with who was, was who did he was with the name? on the Janet one when Justin Timberlake. I think it was oh, Kid he was there, Rock. I think it was Kid Rock, Nelly, Justin Timberlake, and Janet. Yep. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. And then also wait a minute, but so Usher. Was there in 2011? Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. And I remember I the Black Eyed Peas. We was at we, who Super Bowl? How, we was at somebody. Was that John was at John House. We was at John House, I think. I remember B Street singing way too loud for oh, yeah, these yeah. versions. Uh, verse. He was just. That voice, like that man was too big with too deep of a voice to be singing Fergie's part like that, is what I'll say. <laughs> That's that. Dang. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think Sierra could do it. It's just, like you said, she's going to have to combine with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a combo. <laughs> so somebody else that I, I say is, I mean, I didn't have it on here, is Drake hip-hop or is he pop? I was saying that Drake could perform at the Super Bowl halftime show because he's pop if we want to have a pop artist. The big right debate, most deaf came out and answered a question that we knew his answer was going to be. As soon as I saw the tagline, Saw was most definitely interviewed, and I saw that the question beforehand in the preview, I knew what his answer was beforehand. Now, he took it to another level with the extras talking about uh, 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 threatening Target. Now, that was funny. Oh, excuse. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say all that. He's like, you know, you're at Target. You know? I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, that's that Walgreens where Walgreens be jamming. So, Snooks do it, too. Yeah. yeah. So, the uh, is Drake pop. I'll let you go first, Scott. I must say, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah, he's pop. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> All right. So hip hop, right? Was like what five elements of hip hop. 
So four. it is four. four. Is it four? Because you know I what? Five. I've always thought it was five. And then when if you look it up, depending on like something say four, something say five, something said six. And I'm like, now nah, you making up. Nah, shit. Hey, <laughs> I just making up. Say the fifth was with fashion because it's no. So all right, Drake so five. Five would be so five is DJing or you know turntabling, MCing, breakdancing, graffiti, and then beatboxing. Beatboxing. Oh, I never, I never like. Yeah, I think they I had. I've never heard say beatboxing that much. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Right. So. Those are, those are the five elements of hip-hop, right? And I'm sure KRS-One is, you know, going to correct me. But if that's the case, then as a rapper, as someone who's raps and MCs, and as an MC, you should be able to control the crowd. You are the master of ceremonies. I believe that Drake is able to do that. I don't think he'd be breakdancing. I don't think he'd be feeding, beatboxing, all that stuff. But hey, none of the rappers of today do that anyway. So while we are, like, we can argue about what's real hip hop and what's not, but I feel like he is a, like, he, he is a rapper. Does he epitomize hip hop? I, for all intents and purposes, yes. And there's something that I read and I actually had to copy and paste it because it was really interesting what they said. So when it comes to what pop music is, right? So pop, it's supposed to, pop is supposed to be short for essentially popular music, popular right? Popular music. And it, characteristic of pop music include an aim of appealing to a general audience rather than to a particular subculture or ideology and an emphasis, an emphasis on craftsmanship <clears throat> rather than formal artistic qualities. That was interesting to me, just the idea of like, yeah, you're trying to appeal to the masses rather than a specific genre. So if we're going to talk about Drake being pop, Drake creates music that will appeal to a larger audience rather than one specific genre, one specific demographic. But, and what does this thing say? It's, it said, pop music is more conservative than other music genres, such as folk, blues, country, and tradition. Many pop songs do not contain themes of resistance, opposition, or political themes, rather focusing more on love and relationships. Therefore, pop music does not challenge its audiences socially and does not cause political activism. So this guy who's a music sociologist also said that the main purpose of pop music is to create revenue. It is not a medium of free articulation of the people. Instead, pop music seeks to supply the nature of personal desire and achieve the instant empathy with cliche personalities, stereotypes, <laughs> like pop in. drama that appeals to <laughs> listeners. It is hey, you, gave us the, you gave us the university answer of Drake is the sad hip hop song. <laughs> Yeah, it is I mean, mostly like about how much. Read the last part again, Stacey, with the part where it says uh, the part where he uh, wears a costume or whatever it was. Right, right. So the main purpose of pop music is to create revenue, right? That is very important. And it says, wait a minute. So it is not a medium of free articulation of the people. Instead, pop music seeks to supply the nature of personal desire and achieve the instant empathy with cliche personalities, stereotypes, and melodrama that appeals to listeners. It is mostly about how much revenue pop music makes for record companies. So while I'm arguing that Drake is hip hop, he's not pop. This is fucking exactly what every Drake album is. Yes. 
And again, the person who stayed at this, because who is hey, he is a British musico- musicologist. His name is Simon Frith. And that is what he said. And like, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I got to copy and paste that because that's just good. If that <laughs> doesn't describe a Drake album or just even the idea with pop music, right? We talk, we're like, there have been people who have been saying right now with the war going on with with uh, Israel and Palestine and how Drake hasn't said one word. He hasn't said anything about it. And Drake ain't said nothing about nothing. He's, nothing. Never, said, he's never said anything about anything because yeah. pop music <laughs> does not inspire resistance and social activism because it has to appeal to the masses. You can't be offensive to the masses, you have to be kind of like to be able to get everyone. I guess when Michael Jackson was doing "We Are the World" with everybody, <laughs> but yeah. then you when know. he did, uh, "They Don't Care About Us," yeah, BT, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there were some choice words that he used, and there was a slur yeah, in there. They that he said, did. "The Jew me, the sue me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they so like it was another one was "Kike me, Kike me." Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, so all of those, like all of that stuff. So again, yeah, pop music doesn't give those themes of resistance and opposition and political themes. They focus on mm-hmm. love and relationships. And he loves to do that. <laughs> he mm-hmm. loves it. Drake is what a be girl. accepted so much. He is, and I'm sorry for any of y'all that grew up in North County. Y'all, they're the North County kids that always wanted to come back to the North Side and let everybody know how hood they still were. But that's how I feel Drake is. And I'm not saying this North County, you don't have any. I'm just saying Drake gives you Barrington Downs 92 going back over on Lily Lillian. Yeah. He wants everybody will be accepted, but he wants to be able to stay out there and still drive it. Hey. Uh, it's like you off. went to the corner Ritter that's off Grand, but you want everybody to think you went to one on Thekla. Thekla. <laughs> nah. Yeah, like, that's not you weren't you wasn't on Thackla, you wasn't there. You uh, wasn't on Thackla. You been right there 41 Lee. You weren't <laughs> on that bus. Uh, but it's it so bad though. That's the thing that somewhat probably rubs people the wrong way is that he wants to be in the circles of hip hop culture, but he is pop. Like he he's mad about most death disrespecting him. Don't get it twisted. He wants to be respected by them cats. He want he it burns him that nobody thinks he's lyrically in the top five. That is like the people he likes and respects. Cause just like if um when Joe Budden said what he said, he was he said like your your music's never matured. You still rapping the twenty you rapping the twenty five year olds, <laughs> and you're forty, Drake. You're almost forty, <laughs> right? You're like you you have to evolve, like period. Like you can't for longevity, you just cannot continue to talk about the exact same thing. Just even if uh, even if you're just a singer, if you're just a regular singer, yeah, you gotta go through the heartbreak and you gotta look you at some it. point, like it, how many times has the, your heart been broken, girl? Like you need like I need to like summer walker every where, time where's I the therapy it. album in, right? Like even we lo- we all loved sad Mary. But when we liked Happy Mary too, so it's like there was that difference when she was in love or, or felt a certain way. We, you, we can't just sit around and be depressed. That's, that's a good point, Stacey. With Mary, that actually saved her career getting married to a certain extent because yeah. it was getting kind of the same. Like, damn, this is three albums you being fucked up. Yeah, like, 
And, and then, then when he did that uh, Want to Be With, with Happy, You album. Yeah, with uh, Happy Mary, it were, there are people who were like, oh, no, nah, I don't like, they didn't want Happy Mary. And I remember there was an interview she said, she was like, there are fans that I'm going to lose and there are fans I'm going to gain. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, she, was able to keep, she was able to keep both of them at some point. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, and then you just get to the point where we just going to rock with whatever Mary going to do. So like, hell yeah, with Adele. Like Adele was heartbroken and shit. And then she had the divorce and we was like, oh, nigga. It's we going to get an album. But now she... Now she got, got Rich Paul. Right. Well, now she... Like, so now she's possibly married again. I think that's the... Think, you know, they are married now. Yeah, they got married. So who knows what the next album's going to be. But I'm excited to like, like you know... Like, <laughs> it's going to be called Love and Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I'm called Love on a New Management. I'm with it. Love on um, a New... <laughs> hey, that was... I don't, and this is something that why art, and maybe maybe it is, maybe it's not. I feel artists of our day did a lot more collaborations with older artists. Yeah, like like deliberately, like went like Aretha Franklin did that song "Roses of Rose" with all those other women: Lauryn Hill, Faith Evans, was it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Charlie Price, like deliberate things. Where it's like, oh, I'm finna James Brown working with Full Force. Like I mean, where they Roger working with uh, Tupac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where they like deliberately. I understand why somebody like Adele wouldn't do uh love or the new management with um what's her name that did that? Um yeah, Mickey, Howard. Mickey, Mickey Howard Mickey Howard and do a winner is a duet. All right, let me say this. I think you Adele, remake everything else in movies. I think well, I'll say this Adele would make the call. I think that if that was suggested to Adele, if somebody said that to Adele, they'll be like, okay. Because Adele, one, Adele loves that music anyway. So Adele would be like, okay, bring it on. Like, where's she at? Like, she'd be excited to do it. I'm surprised an artist, like a a Usher or someone at a higher level, I have a cheat code. What if you just did a duet with every one of your favorite artists for 12 tracks and made an album? Mm. Hasn't somebody done that? Well, uh, Frankie Beverly Mays did it, but they they didn't sing none of the songs. Well, they I mean, just had redo all their songs. I know Gerald and Eddie. There was a father and son album, but I'm talking about Usher do a song with Charlie Wilson. Then he do a song with oh, with every uh, different artist. You know, you know what I'm Bobby saying? Brown on another is one. That, then do another one with a duet with Deborah Cox or whoever. You know, and it's just a whole album. Yeah, like I'm that. with you. I think what I'm thinking is, is that there'll be an artist who will do, so I'm thinking like Lady Gaga, she did like that album with Tony Bennett, but it's just her and Tony fucking Bennett the whole time yeah. versus a, yeah, I get to sing these songs with these people. Right. But, but yeah. I mean, maybe it's a money thing too. Like, damn, it's going to be chopped up like a mug. It's possibly money. It's possibly ego. And it's more than likely who owns the rights. Because don't nobody own shit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because then you getting into Har- uh, Marv Levy and all them kind of <laughs> cats that own it. Like, man, they wrote this. Because I right. wrote yeah. Who wrote it? Who's going to, like, who has the right, who has the masters to their stuff? Like, so that would probably be the bigger issue. But it's not that it can't happen. It's just you just have to figure out the songs. Like, it's the, there are enough songs available for him to do it. Is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. saying. Like, do a thing like, hey, here go 150 RB songs. Who own their masters or at least own 60, 70% of they ca- that song and give them back to me and then we'll choose from them people. <laughs> Who own your masters? Holler at me. Let me see if I like any of your music. <laughs> but yeah, but I think, I like, like, yeah, Usher duet. Like, I think that would be, yes. it'd be cool. 
Or even a, even if it was all women with him duetting, if he just wanted to kind this of one, yeah, him. exactly. Like so, duets. Like so, you said Deborah Cox, like him doing. If he did, uh, can't be friends with with Deborah Cox, or if well, I mean, hell, him and Monica have done some before, but him and he Coco, do you're always on my mind. There <laughs> we go. Oh, me, I was just thinking that because there's <laughs> another topic that we're going to come up on, and there's a producer who I have uh, listed, and that made me think of. And I actually just was thinking about SWB. All right. So next up, we got J. Cole named Rapper of the Year 2023 with no album released by Complex Magazine. I don't have an opinion on that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have no opinion. I don't even remember 2023. Like, it's... <laughs> I, re- I just remember him killing people on the features. <laughs> I have no opinion. The verses were stupid, though. Like, all the verses were stupid. Yeah. Was that the was that 23 or 22 when he was rapping in British? <laughs> that was 22. That was 22. Oh, like, yeah. I don't even remember 23. Like yeah. it, that, I don't you talking about that song with Bia. Yeah, yeah. Old girl from over there. <laughs> yeah. Like I need, I would I need a comp, I need a list of what was what he did last year for me to be able to look at and say, oh, okay, yes. that's all that was all last year. Like, yeah, it's, I don't even and then he's on tour with Drake. Right, so I, I don't have an opinion on it. I what I like J. Yeah, Cole. Yeah. I've always liked J. Cole. I like J. Cole when he was doing the mixtapes. So I I, 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 I and he I has, he has a ton of features this year. Yeah, I really have I yeah, because he didn't drop an album. Debate it? Like, he's I got nine it. features this year. So, he's got nine features for 2023. Oh, yeah, he was All of mission. them top 10 songs. Yeah, he was a mission. He, so he got the Drake song. Yeah, yeah that was Dirt. his first number one. Got the Yachty song, Summer Walker. He got yeah, the, uh, Burner the Boy. Dirk, which is the Lil Dirk. <laughs> Burner Boy. He got J Hope. Gucci Mane. Mm. Yeah, he, on a, he was on a mission. <laughs> yeah, he was on a mission. <laughs> he was on a mission. Yeah, not the J Cole man. I mean, I'm. It's about time, man. That 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 that. The, the, even though it's crazy, it's almost it almost feels like it's an honorary award. Like he didn't even drop an album this year, and it's like, oh, you're gonna give me an award the year I ain't even dropped no album. Okay, <laughs> I take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, me and us, we were talking about not uh, personally. We didn't put in the group, but. Woman did a thing of the Boys in the Hood homes. The other day I was watching Boys in the Hood and I was curious how much the homes were back then in those neighborhoods because Trey's mom was a single mother and she had this house and his dad was a single father and he had his own house and Doughboy's mom was a single mother and she had her own house. And it's just difficult now to do that kind of thing. So I was curious what the home prices were back then and what they are now. Boys in the Hood was filmed in this neighborhood in South L.A. And this house is in the same neighborhood as Trey and Doughboy's house. And it is $640,000. And in 1990, it was $100,000, which is one year before the movie came out. Here's another one in that neighborhood. It's $625,000. This is Doughboy's house, and it is $591,000 now. This is Trey's house, and it is now $619,400. And this is gentrification, right? And what I find so interesting is, is that Trey's dad, Furious, actually talked about their neighborhood 
being gentrified possibly and he was warning against gentrification of that neighborhood and lo and behold it happened to that neighborhood watch the clip and broke them out of how much they were worth in 1990 right. and how much they're worth now and it's astonishing how much the difference is of these prices correct and then you and i thought of it i was like the LA market is ridiculously increased exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because that same home, the hood home in St. Louis is probably around the same amount, maybe like 20, 30,000 less. It is still the same price <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the north side. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I think I low key can get my grandparents' house for probably like under 20 grand. And like, it's a. I like, and, but it actually, it is a goal of mine. Like, before I leave this earth, I'm buying that house back. But it ain't going to be this year. But, uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't care if it is under 20 grand. I still ain't got it. But before <laughs> I leave this earth, I am going to buy it back. The, the thing with those houses. So, one, all right. So, because it's like, how do they afford these houses? One, we all know that houses were cheaper back then. Two, yeah. if y'all think, the Doughboy Mama own that damn house. <laughs> I got some beachfront property in downtown St. Louis that I want to want to sell you. Okay. Hey, Stacey, I thought on the low. What a furious was the landlord on the low? <laughs> oh, I am positive that his mother more than likely had a low-income house that she was renting. She may have even had Section 8. Yeah, I was like, At the most, it was Grandma's house. Ooh, and she died. Exactly <laughs> right. Now, at most, like now, like, now let's say that, I will say this. The idea that Black people do not, have never owned homes is not true, that we have owned homes, right? A lot of times, we, are we our grandparents were able to purchase homes, and they were passed down, to whatever sibling never left the house, uh -huh. okay? Whoever just ended up staying there. So possible that that was grandma's house and it was passed down to her, but more than likely that was her Section 8 house or it was a house that she just was renting low income. Now, Trey's dad more than likely may have owned his house. It's possible. And his girlfriend, Nia Long. The Long's parents may have also owned their home. And then Trey's mom. She definitely uh, owned that condo. Yeah. So oh, yeah she was like, in a penthouse, wasn't she? Yeah, she was up there drinking champagne on the yeah. phone with her son. Because she went to law school. Did she right. become a lawyer? She was something, Tiana. I think was she like a lawyer? You know, that's what I was trying to do. I was actually trying to look her up. Reva Devereaux, which is a hell of a name. I actually, I know it was a drag queen named Reva Devereaux back in the day, but that was what her name is on here. Oh, damn! I just googled the Reva Devereaux. She died. The 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 uh, drag queen you talking about died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's popped up. Was I was I was googling trying to catch up with you. But yeah, Reva Devereaux, or like I think if you just are, she may come up as Reva Styles. But it's funny though that they. I mean, I love when they give people a whole backstory. Yeah, and they that? didn't even what? mention the last name in the movie. Right. Do, 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 do. Oh, the women. Oh, this is on Rock the Bells. I, you know what? Er, understand this. Rock the Bells, the website, 
has some pretty good articles. When I had to take that film class, that hip hop cinema class, a lot of stuff that that I was citing came from the Rock the Bells website. And that's it, because that's a, that's some LL Cool J's too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. What does it say anything about her? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing really. But essentially, we do know that. In, on- got I think she's, I, I, my job, my mind thinks she was in pharmaceutical sales. <laughs> and not the street one, not the street one, y'all. I'm just, I'm talking about like real work of a Pfizer. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 because I, I know some people would be like, oh, you know, no, no, not them pharmaceutical sales. Like, no, I could totally see that. But people came yeah. up like that. Black people came up with those sales jobs like that back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, absolutely. Like, I think she totally could have done it. So, like I said, she owned her house, but like I said, the I, yeah, the, those houses weren't worth anything back then, and now they're probably worth close to a million. If not, say, yeah, they're worth I, about I, a million now. But that's just that's just the that's just the California housing market. Simple as that is that somebody's grandma paid a couple of shekels to buy a damn house, and now it's worth one point five million, just because it's in California. That's how. Hold on, so is was this Angela Bassett wasn't even cracking popping when she did this role. She was on the come up. She was just on the road. Love's got to do with is the breakout role for her, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's after this. Yeah, because yeah. you know, she did that. Then she was in Malcolm X. Then she did the, the Jackson movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, yep, yep. She did a her performance the since his debut. She starred in Spike Lee's 1992 biographical film Malcolm X as Betty Shabazz. And then after that, she went on to do. What's all I got to do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Boys in the Hood, her first like role where she really got some. <laughs> she was in FX before and Kindergarten Cop is like some basically some throwaway roles. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember her in Kindergarten Cop. She was a stewardess. That's how much she wasn't. Different. That's what I'm saying. She was a throwaway saying, role. Like, she was just in there. Okay. Like, she was just in there. Throwaway part. role. Like her first role where she had speaking role and like had yeah, some yeah. like a person last name. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm like, I don't even remember her in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it's super, it's just funny, those kind of like, uh, those things like that. All right, let's get into our topic. I, what, was, I love when people take the time out to look up crap like that. Mm-hmm. Like oh. when, like that you just have gone that's down. Kind of, that's you think about like, oh, wow, how much was those homes then? Like, yeah, I mean, just like the person, the people who figured out what specific day was the day that Ice Cube had the good day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, was it like January twenty something? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember the day, but I do know that someone did thorough research to figure it out. Or the I day they wrote you with 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 Tempest Bledsoe on the concert, they figured out what day to, she went to go see the red shit. Mm-hmm. Big fun. The concert date. Yes, downstairs. I got on my on the shirt that I have. It has the concert. Where she go to Baltimore? Yeah, yep. Baltimore. Yeah, big <laughs> now, now, now. Mentioning that, was that the right city to really be putting this concert in? Was Baltimore for the wretched? Nah, Shay said it went to Jersey, Newark, or something. But they said they was outlawed in certain places. They that were, was they were outlawed, and Baltimore oh, was the only okay. place that would let them go. So, which makes sense now. You know what? I scratched that. That's exactly why it makes sense. They was in Baltimore <laughs> because that was okay. the only city that looked to be it. Yeah. Though the wretched is kind of like NWA. <laughs> I, no, they were. Oh, was that? Oh, they was a rock group. They were like a yeah. rock group because remember, yeah. like the Cosby Kids didn't listen to a lot of black music unless it was like jazz stuff. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was a lot of rock and uh, pop music around that time. Like I think by the time Cousin Pam came, that's when the rap started. 
Yeah. That's when they got a little hip. So I think they're supposed to be Guns N' Roses 91 when they came to St. Louis and they tore up the Riverport Amphitheater. I think that's what the rich is supposed to be. Yeah, because they was bad. They just had their first concert back here in like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Mike could be. Axel Rose. The rich, you know. What, Mike could be. On, on, on the lines with those. Damn, yeah, that's the, the good day, man. And somebody that, that like y'all be doing some hell of a research, man. Shout out to y'all for real. So we have we have two more topics. We're going to do our last time and then we're going to go to some listener stuff we have in the group. Uh, what R&B producer is the most underrated to you? Hmm. R&B only. R- they R&B. Can't, they get some, most of their catalog, they have to be known yeah. more for R&B. Hmm. R&B. I'll go first. I'll jump out the window first. Go Who for you it. Daryl Simmons. He is the one that y'all think it, when you think Babyface and L.A. Reid did a lot of this stuff, you look in them credits, it's Daryl Simmons. Daryl Simmons. That did the writing and co-produced on a lot of those songs. And you think it's a Babyface or L.A. song when you hear it. And you're like, Dan in the credits. No, that's Daryl Simmons. Because that was their third. That's the third dude in their crew is Daryl Simmons. I like Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones is a good one. Uh, because he wrote like that early Usher stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Adano Jones is a good one. He's a good one. <clears throat> He's a good one. He's a real good one. What about you, Stacey? I so I actually Googled this, right? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. who who would this who would it be? And so there was some one, I realized that I don't know sometimes who produced something. Mm-hmm. Like I found that out. I'm like, I thought that I knew like when somebody would I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't know who produced things. So who is the so as you're pulling that up, if you as you pulling that up, did y'all see the story? Uh, Daryl Simmons told that story about if y'all seen it was in our group too, where Wanye when he doing End of the Road because he wrote and produced End of the Road. Oh. That was, it was Babyface in L.A. was just around and they got their name on it. He wrote and composed that. Daryl mm. Simmons did, and Wanye I guess his vocal cords was out was messing up. So when he's saying when he 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 they had to put a wet towel on his throat like a warm towel for him to sing it. So when he's saying I don't want to do no more, he's literally saying that because his voice is like he's crying for real. That's not because of the song. That, oh my god! And that's the same with uh with Case when he was singing Faded Pictures. When he's yeah, like, I yeah, can't yeah, sing no more. Because he said he was yes, <laughs> yeah. That was really like I'm like, now I got to go back and listen to songs people like. I want to leave. I'm like, yeah, no, because I, I I went back and listened to faded pictures. He's like, I can't sing no more. <laughs> and they kept, and they was like, you gonna keep that? And they was like, yeah, we are gonna keep that. Yeah. I, well, so like I said, I looked this up, and then there were some people. Like I said, I just didn't know who produced it, right? So like Tricky Stewart, right? I'm looking at his list of stuff, and I'm like, really? man, I like all of these songs. That he has mm-hmm. done. So Maya's Case of the X, which is one of my favorite songs because it just tickles the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Uh, Mary J. Blige, Just Fine. Mariah Carey's Touch My Body. Some shit by Sierra or whatever, right? But it was like, oh, wait a minute. And then there's these other guys who I totally did not know existed. Dre and Vidal? Yeah, Dre oh, and yeah. yeah, I like that. I still got like... Yeah. Had not, and then remember that was like they are they they the baby facing L.A. Reid of like the two right. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Like I said, no, sometimes they, I just they, don't they, know they, that someone yeah. did something. And I then, was so underrated. People know about them. <laughs> like, and we're not 
listen, I've never heard these people's names a day in my life. But then when I'm looking at their all the songs they did, I'm like, damn. But I think th- there are some artists who I think produce some of their own stuff. Like, and I don't, it's weird to say that she's, I'm not going to say that she's underrated, but I think we don't think of Mariah Carey as a producer. Yeah, or a writer, songwriter. And I think there's a lot, I, I, I'll just say this. I think there's a lot of places that she's put her hands in to make things a lot better, is what I'll say. Like, and so when it, like, so when it comes to that, that low key that somebody did, so like I said with Donnell Jones, like that low key, like you don't, you ain't really know that they had knocked that out, right? Or just, just like, even, like the even background. with songwriting, right? Like there was a yeah. thing we just saw with like with some, some stuff that's right, the singers had written. So there's some songs that Joe has done or has written. And you're just like, oh, you know what? Like, and even though you you like them as an artist, but you just didn't realize all that extra little that that other stuff that they were doing. Yeah. Mm. Just like with Mariah on that baby face, every time I close my eyes, when you that hear her on that background. Her. <laughs> like that, or Allure all cried out. That oh, background yeah. vocal, that's Mariah. Like, and I think the, I think Allure was like on her. I never lead. tripped off that. I gotta go back and listen to that. I haven't heard that version in yeah. so I'm long. But one, I can't listen to the Lisa Lisa version at mm. all. Like, all cried out. I to hear the, to hear <laughs> the Allure version and then hear Lisa Lisa. You're just like, how did this make it on the radio? Like, this is, and again, no disrespect to Lisa Lisa and Nicole Jam, but that song. Like yeah, it's trash. Like our version is bad. Allure sounds amazing. I uh, like I said, but that again, when it comes to those vocal arrangements, right? And that and then when, so like when we talk about Puffy, Puffy doesn't make beats, but P- Puffy has an ear, right? Sure. And is able to say this needs to be this, this needs to be that. And there are some people who are gifted like that. So Michael Jackson, same thing. Mike could be in the studio and be. Uh, it was, what was I watching? One of the one of the some documentary most recently about him and they were like he'd be there and you would think he's not listening and he's just kind of like kind of looking around and then the music would stop and he'd be like okay so this needs to go here this needs to go there so that's for to me that's a level of that's production of you being Mm -hmm. able to hear it and say this needs to be moved here this this needs to be arranged that way this needs to be that way there's like i said there is the beat making process but there's also that other part that goes in somebody has to go in and say this needs to sound this specific way it's almost like you can see the sound like they can see the sounds so and then actually that's i, I can't remember what the name of that condition is but like there are some there are some musicians who will tell you that they see sounds. So for real, see sounds. Stevie Wonder see sounds. Stevie Wonder sees sounds. Can't see shit else, but he can see them sounds. No, I, no, no. My whole point is that he sees more than y'all think he does. <laughs> Stevie Wonder sees sounds. Uh, Kanye, Kanye has it, and Billy Ellish, Duke Ellington could see sounds. So. All of that to say that I think there are some artists that we don't look at as producers who are really talented when it comes to making those arrangements. And they may not get that credit, but they are in that studio telling you what needs to go where. Like I said, Mike was one of them. Hell, I'm like, I'm not, you know, her biggest fan, but Beyonce does it. Like she mm-hmm. does. She does say oh, this, move this here, move that there. And and uh, again, that that goes into the song making process. Oh, uh-huh. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so if it is, is we go before we go into sports, I want you guys when we get a chance, everybody in y'all cool. There is another version of Get It On Tonight by Derek Dimitri before the Montel Jordan version. It's the mm-hmm. exact same version almost, except it doesn't have the girl like kind of ad-libbing in the background. So mm-hmm. this song, I guess, went through three different people before it got the Montel. Before it got the Montel. Before, but no, this song got actually released. It was actually out. Oh. Get, Get It On Night was actually released at one point in the Who South. The like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who was the guy that sang it? Oh, Derek Dimitri. So Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, and then Dimitri, D-I-M-I-T-R-I. Got it. Get it on tonight. It's literally, it's the same exact version almost. It's, it's a little bit more jazzed up on the, because this is like a like a dumbing it down verse. So think about if like Joseph, uh, Joe Richardson came out with something and it was bubbling here in St. Louis and Chicago and Detroit. But then they was like, no, we want that. And then you just made it national with Montel. Okay. Right. I would say like this is like the demo changed the voice out. No, it, it was actually on the radio there in oh. Atlanta and like in Florida and stuff. It was on the radio. People, what is it? Let me say if you look in the comments, people are like, dude, I remember when this came out when I was in college. I was mad when I heard the Montel Jordan version because I remember this version. But that happened. That Joe. Happened Joe and Kate, the fucking what's the song that's not that happened? We gonna make it too for me. Not missing you. No, what is the damn Joe song? It's a Joe song, but Case sings it, ends up singing it. Is it missing you? Yeah, I know. Joe wrote it because Joe wrote that. Joe wrote it. It was you. one. It's on it Joe's was... album, though. Yeah, but yeah, Joe wrote it that. Was a yeah, let's say, but like, yeah, so yeah, Case ends up singing, like, Case sings it too, but like, it's on Joe's first album. Mm-hmm. Like, Missing You is on there. Hell, fucking, what I always, always bring up a uh, resentment by Beyonce. So that's on Beyonce's album, but that's, that's the third person to sing it. And like it's po- Posh Spice wrote the fucking yeah. song. It's Posh's song. Posh sang it. Jasmine Sullivan has a version, and Beyonce has a version. Wow! Damn, Damn Posh getting paid. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like that's like that is resentment is possibly like my favorite like Beyonce song. Like that song touches me. And so what many- you saying, Scott? Though you saying something about a remake? You saying? Oh no, no, I was saying well, it was another Joe song. That damn, because it was it was the actual single that more and more yeah, and, it, and then it was an R Kelly version, but the I don't think the R Kelly version dropped, but it, I think it was on his album on one of his albums. So R Kelly must have wrote it then. I don't know who I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who who wrote, it, but I, it was a version with R Kelly singing it though. Yeah, it, I, R Kelly strikes me as someone that would not let. Yep, R Kelly wrote it and produced it. Okay. Yep. Wait, he doesn't strike me as someone that wasn't ready before the beehive fights me. Resentment was written by Walter Millsap, Candace Nelson, and Curtis Mayfield, and originally performed by Victoria Beckham. The song was later re-recorded with additional lyrics by Beyonce, and there's also another version with Jasmine Sullivan. So, so hold on, they took so Curtis Mayfield. There's there's gotta be something in there that's a Curtis Mayfield something. Wait, hold on. The track uses oh there it is. The track uses Curtis Mayfield's 1972 Think Instrumental from the Superfly soundtrack. So Curtis gets a oh right okay credit credit mm-hmm. okay. It's the right Mayfield here. family gets a something. <laughs> right, uh, they get something. But like I said, that I like I said I love that song and but again, pot it's Pasha's song. Most people like most people have no idea that. Posh has a version of that. Or hell, butterflies. I prefer uh, Michael Jackson. poetry version. I prefer Mike's version. I like Mike's version by far. Yeah, yeah I, I like Mike's first, version. 
I absolutely prefer Mike's version, but there was, I want to say in the group somewhere recently, someone said that they preferred the poetry version and I didn't respond. <laughs> and that's one of the ones we get the notification like no one hasn't been hasn't said anything on this post I'm like oh i see why <laughs> like this one. all right let's go to we got questions from our listeners if make sure you get into if you're on facebook make sure you go to i only listen to 90s music on facebook join in with us i mean it's i mean it's the best group on facebook by far because we don't <laughs> let no bullshit happen in there and it ain't gonna be nothing in there we can't kicking it we just kidding yeah. We're just kicking it, man. We're just kicking it. So first one is from Aaron Harris. He says, can a hip-hop song stay hip-hop if it becomes pop? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but what do we think overall? I guess this go this this leans into the hammer situation, I'm believing. Right? I mean, How popular can a song get before it becomes pop? But I think to that point, was it a pop song anyway? So you can't touch this, right? Can't Touch This is a rap song. However, if you compare it, honestly, if you compare it to some of his previous songs, it it absolutely is more popish, right? Compared oh, yeah. to what he just started. So like it was, You Can't Touch This was absolutely a song designed to be a pop rap song. Because Turn This Mother is totally different. When he was right, like, 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 listen, Turn This Mother out or, you know, Let's Get It Started is my shit because that let's he's talking all shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, no, when he no, Big no. MC, when Big MC left, that's when he went pop. I'm sure Big MC somewhere saying that. Jumping, and you know, your party Big... was weak. Like nigga, who says that to somebody? Your party was weak, man. I think Big, I think Big MC is passed away. I think he's gone to glory though, too. I think. I, I, rest I, I think. Know. I believe Big MC is going to glory. I think. So I'll say this: What's a really popular rapidy rap ass song? That the that the white folks got a hold of it. Pair uh, uh, niggas in Paris, <laughs> niggas in Paris, because it, it made a whole different thing. Is remember what was it? What was it? Charlie Theron was saying it was singing it or whatever, and they was like, "Oh, hold on now, like you know, like that's how popular." I, it got. Shit, I was gonna go like Country Grandma, like some like one of the Nelly songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I feel like niggas in Paris was like, like for whatever reason, that song just. Went into the universe. They love that beat. It was the That's beat. That's what I'm saying. Love yeah. it. Another one that will crossed over. We uh uh Voldemont has a song that crossed over. Uh, he tremendously on their side more than ours. The man that came in can't be spoken. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Mission. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Remix. True. Yeah, because um, I don't think they knew who he was until that song. Look, that ignition <laughs> remix. Th- there was a time period between 2001. In 2018, that you could play that in any establishment, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, Oh, that's let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's true. Hot and fresh yeah. out the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking about I start thinking about Young MC, hey. Young MC pop would bust the move. That's absolutely a pop song. That's I think I'm that was absolutely a pop song. But I'm, what I'm thinking about now is uh, <laughs> football games, right? Okay. And what songs get played. Like so, swag Surf. Swag Surf, right? <laughs> is Swag Surf pop now? But Swag Surf, though, is a for me, was a dance song anyway. Yeah, that so was like a hood song. if you make song. a dance song, it's going to be popular. What's up, y'all? This is RVS. This is R.O.D., a.k.a. Rated R. 
We are the We Coming For You cast, and we talk about pro wrestling from a black dude's perspective. Tell them what they can expect on this here podcast. Oh, we going to give you all the raw and dirty and the everything black from AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and any other wrestling in between. If you want to wrestling unfiltered, uncensored, and you want it raw, you need to subscribe to the We Come For You cast. Right here on SOLC Network. It's supposed to be like it's it's that's that's expected. But with that though, right? So you might be in the at a football game and you gonna hear shit. You fuck around here down for my niggas. You might wipe me down. Oh, what's the what's the Archie song? We we ready. We ready. ready. Right. So Troy. (laughs) Right. So yeah. So those songs are not pop. They they're they're still blackity black hip hop songs or rap songs. I think there's a well, there's uh, some talk DMX uh, Rough Riders anthem. Or party up, no party up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, party up. <laughs> um, absolutely. And and yeah. I don't even think DMX even knew it was pop. I still don't even think the rest of his soul. I still don't even think he think it's pop. <laughs> that song had the white people in H. Every time I hear it, I think of Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I think of that movie. <laughs> no. no, yeah, they definitely it's that song has them in a show call. But like, yeah, so I think a song can be still very hip hop. But like again, there there are certain songs that you know were made to be popular songs. Not they weren't they weren't meant to just be for the hip hop people. And some come out. There's a difference, and when we talk about Young Young MC and Hammer's song, you can't touch this. There's some rap songs that just cross over. This happen to. There's some songs you deliberately know, like yo, you're trying to get a pop crowd with this. Yeah, so yeah, like Funky Cole Medina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like now, like I know Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. I feel originally was not supposed to cross over as much. As it it was not. And all his songs subsequently after that did reach the crossover. <laughs> yeah, un- unfortunately, I think because it was with the movie, like, and it was attached to the movie, it got so much more. Michelle Pfeiffer's in the video. Yeah, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer's in there. It just got so much more attention, and I, I, the song is deep, so it's like, it's it's really like almost like you playing Brenda's Got a Baby. Yeah. And as deep as that song is, but everybody's just jamming to it. Then on top of that, it's a Stevie Wonder sample. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that part. You're like, wait, you can't be jamming to Brenda's Got a Baby. You know that she died, right? You know that she was killed. But it's my shit, though. Wait till that bass drop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They can have, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking about T-Pain, um, Buy You a Drink. Or like, like there's a couple of songs. Bartender, that, uh, like, and I, again, they're sing songs. They're fun club songs. Oh, the James Fox joint is the T Pain joint. Uh, blame it on alcohol. Blame it on alcohol. Yeah. 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 Now I and that one that definitely had had all crossover appeal, but I didn't. And I think the I video did that. I think the video did that with all the cameos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it's supposed to, that was like the fourth person that had that song. Oh, word. Yeah. Jamie was the fourth person to get that song. Jamie bothers me. I I Ooh. think I want Jamie to be a an R&B ballad singer, and he just won't do it for me. 
he and refused. some jokes while you're at it. And he refuses <laughs> to. So it's, I was set up, okay? He sang infatuation and set me up, had me thinking, okay, we're going to get all of these just ballads and songs. I'm so excited. And no. They you weren't taking them serious. They're not taking them serious. <laughs> like, you want to do, and then like even when the with the last one with uh, we're blaming on the alcohol, I'm like, okay, this is the song is fine. This isn't a Jamie Foxx song. Like I, why won't you be Brian McKnight? And you know you could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn it, you could be Brian McKnight. Now we so need Brian. a new Brian McKnight, and we need a new Brian McKnight. <laughs> and I need a new Brian McKnight. <laughs> Somebody can just why somebody can't be a classic balladeer with a look with a little light on his microphone and just go up there and just sing to us as we sit there and just meet that. Where are the crooners at? Yes, there we go. <laughs> the crooners, like that's that's that difference in today's R and B is that people are like, oh y'all, you mean there ain't no new R and B out there? Y'all ain't listening. Yes, I am, and it don't sound like what I want to hear. Uh, it's depression. They are depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's so interesting. The, somebody I thought his one of his best albums, Tank's best album, I feel like is that Starship album, the stronger album. And that's when he straight. That's when he got the suit on the front, mm-hmm. and it's that black and white, and he just straight crooner. He's a crooner yep. on there, and yeah. he says he hates that album the most of all his catalog. Yeah, it wasn't like popular, it. but that was best album to me. I miss the singing. I the songs that I listen to the most, or the ones that I've listened to for the past twenty five years, right? Of some man singing R and B, are those crooning songs of this man that is telling you how much he loves you, he wants to be with you, or don't leave him, or whatever, right? And we can say, oh, it's the begging songs, but it's not even about that. Just the girl, I love your ass, singing about. I love. want to be with you. Is what is and that's and he didn't even say your ass. I want to be with you. I love you. I can't think about living without you. And that's what the song was. And you listen to it and you like, man, I want somebody to feel that way about me. And then now that like we're not even getting the vocals. Like everything is auto-tuned, everything sounds the same. And it's like if you can sing, everybody, like everybody sounds the same. All but man, women, it doesn't matter. Everyone sounds the same. So where are those vocals? Where where are the notes at? And then, like, I hate to say it, but I'm tired of this Afro beat wave. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> man, I'm tired of it. It's cold where I'm at. <laughs> it's cold where I'm at. <laughs> it is cold in the D. Do you understand <laughs> that it is cold in the D? We I woke up to snow. <laughs> the other day. And you in Texas. I'm in Texas. Really? I'm in Dallas, Texas. I woke up to snow. It is cold in the D. How in the fuck am I supposed to keep peace around here? <laughs> I can't even drive down the street. They like they wouldn't let us leave. They're like, oh, stay in the house because we don't we don't have salt trucks. We don't treat the roads. Uh, they yeah. or we put sand them. down. Yeah, we're from Oklahoma to drive up. So like the city will shut down for speckles dust. Is it? And, and when on those days, I need to hear some man singing to me. <laughs> Tell me the truth now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some singing. Hey, I don't want to hear Percocet and, and pills and Robitussin. I don't want to hear that. They just recalled all the Robitussin too, y'all. Just FYI. Which is so funny because I just bought Big Sips from Tussin. 
He had every brand name. So we had Dayquil, Nyquil, Mucinex. I got everything in there. And then he was like, you know what I need? Some tussing. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say like some Father John. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, got, I, went to, I went to three different do- Dollar Generals to get some tussing and the off-brand Theraflu because that's what he needed. The, the main brand stuff wasn't good enough. Mm. All right, we got Maybe two more. Save a few dollars. <laughs> we got two more questions real quick for our people in our group. What really happened to Crump? To who? What? Crump. Ah, oh, the T Pain era, the snap music, <laughs> snap music, yeah, snap music, then T Pain. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Oh, so oh, so so the two thousands ago, Crunk, snap music, T Pain. That's, that's the three. That's the three different year barriers. The three like 2000, 2000, 2003, Crunk, two thousand three to two thousand six is the snap, snap. And then, then the T Pain era. You know what? To, uh, I, I, I'm with that. And then after I that, think, it was Drake. I think <laughs> Drake you're absolutely right. Because Lil John told you to snap your fingers and do your step, but he was yep. so aggressive. Mm-hmm. He told mm-hmm. you to do that. But then when T-Pain did it, snap your fingers, do your step. It was a little you, you can do it all by yourself. Baby girl. And now we are... We crooning? I, I will snap my fingers and now hey, I'm not, it's Stacey. I feel loose. I don't feel it's, the angry anymore. It's Stacey. He was crooning to you, too. Was, he was crooning, too. <laughs> he was crooning to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, Auntie up on the thing. Snap your fingers. And do your step. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. That, that, that was that happened to Crump. All right, our last one. That, that one was from uh, Roderick. This one is from William Zell. He says... If a person doesn't write their raps, are they really a rapper or should they just be just be referred to as a performer? Uh, I hate this fucking question. <laughs> it's a, no, I mean, I don't think I don't think you could be in the top when you consider one of the top rappers of all time if you're not writing your stuff. But I don't want to take away the ability to perform and do it at a high level either. You a top performer of raps. Most singers don't write their own shit either. Are we, are we gonna knock write their own songs? Why are, are we gonna knock Luther Vandross down for being a dope ass singer just because he ain't write half his shit? There's the there's I'm sure there are probably singers out there who never wrote one fucking word and not who are, are the best out there, right? Like, I mean, we know Whitney were writing her shit. So it's I hate that the idea that if someone wrote something for you and you recite it or whatever, right, that it's no longer your song. Like, so no one says you're not a good singer because you're not one of the greatest singers because you didn't write the words, Mm. right? They care about your performance, like your vocals of it. If anyone can write a rhyme, right? Three different people can get up there and recite it. And one person is going to sound better than everybody else because of their cadence and their stage presence and their performance. Do I agree that you can't be one of the greats if you, I don't agree with that because the greats have had someone write for them, have had someone. And- uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Give me one great that has somebody wrote they rhyme, that wrote they rhymes. Not, I mean, not every rhyme. Like I'm not saying, okay, let me, let me back up. I'm not saying that, let's say we we put Biggie as one of the greats, right? Yep. I'm yep. not saying that every rhyme that Biggie wrote, somebody else wrote for him. I'm not saying that whatsoever. 
I'm like saying, somebody gave him a line. I'm saying, no, that's right. different. Drake had reference tracks. That's that's different. Saying, so I disqualify him that, because like, of within that. The, within the songwriting process, somebody may throw in a line. Or you could be somebody who's like a, a Snoop or a Dre or whatever, right? And there's someone who wrote a, a lyric for you. Yeah, but that does that take away? Like, if you find yes, out, me like, it does. Like, Cron Don wrote a lot of Snoop Dogg stuff. I can't put Snoop in the top rappers of all time because of that. It's not saying he's not dope and he's not one of the best performers, but I'm talking about we talking about MCs. You have to write your stuff. I think you should be able. To, I think you should write the majority of your things. I think if someone, if you, if I think if you're in the studio and there's a verse that someone knocked out, and you were like, "Hey, that might be it for me." That one verse does not negate the rest of your career that someone wrote, right? Just like with MC Light, he would love to bring up LL wrote her verse on self-destruction. Self-destruction. Okay. That doesn't does that take away from the rest of her career? And some people will let you, will will actually lead you to believe that because some rhymes were written for her, that obviously she <laughs> can't be considered one of the greatest. And like, and to me, that's just not fair. Especially Even, um... And it's like, I also state that with women, women are treated more harshly when it comes to ghostwriting than men are. No, I would just, because people don't say that about Lil' Kim. People love Lil' Kim and know she was ghostwritten for. People Foxy with, Brown like, the same way. As of, let's say right now, the the women today, right? Like, so you got Nikki and the world. Nikki and Party. Who writes yeah. their rhymes and who doesn't write their rhymes? With... It's a it's a common thing in a studio where again everybody can be in there. You can have six, seven people in there, whatever. Right? Somebody may again they may not call it ghost writing, but somebody is pinning something for somebody, right? And it's just kind of kept that secret, and no one people may not say anything about it with the men. Not saying the men don't get called out, but they may not say as much with women. It it's like a joy to throw out she didn't write her shit. Like people get pleasure from like being able to say she ain't real because she didn't write her stuff versus with men. And it's like, so I can have ghostwriter and they'll, they'd rather argue about whether the ghostwriter existed versus like, oh, we ain't writing. No, 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 no. Like, oh, well, no, nah, she ain't write her own shit. And that just sucks because everyone does it. But I think women get treated differently for it. But I don't, like I said, I don't think that just because someone wrote a line or I think men would judge harshly if they get their they caught not writing their rhymes it, like aesthetically yeah. within the culture. Yeah, you definitely More get judged women. harshly for it. Like if a dude, if you found out that Nas all this stuff, like literally his whole career would be ruined. Cardi B would be just fine going out there performing those songs and doesn't matter, is my point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I but I, I also don't think what like to, to use Nas, we know Nas rights. We know he does this. Yeah. I think that if we found out that there well, was... Well, Dead Press helped them with some hooks. Dead Press helped like, them some, with some, some people helped them with yeah. some hooks or somebody wrote a verse or whatever. Or maybe somebody should have helped them with a, with a, with a verse. Like, <laughs> it's like with the Will Smith and getting jiggy with it. You know, with the you know because then Nas or Jay right? Nas wrote getting that. jiggy with it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right? Yeah. And, and Miami. And Miami. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I still got that conspiracy... I still got that conspiracy. I think, did y'all see, did we talk about this last time with Will Smith with that video where he's talking about Rakim? I was trying to rap like you. Ah, uh, yeah. And Rakim was looking at him like, I wrote that. It, it almost like he was like, I see what you're doing here to make, like, rewrite the history of, like, I was trying to rap like you. I still think Rakim wrote that rhyme. Because <laughs> like, it comes out of nowhere yeah. of him rapping like that. Nowhere. It's, like I said, he has a story about how that happened, but he was trying, he, 
specifically sat there trying to, and like I said, even with his voice being different, like it's like so I do love the fact that he's like, yeah, I was trying to sound like Rakim. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I love that he can just just admit that he's like you. Like you sound like Rakim. He's like, oh yeah, I was trying to sound like him. I was yeah. trying to sound like Rakim. That's why I sound like him is because I was trying to sound like him. Don't don't trip. <laughs> don't trip. Right. I said, hey, if you going hey, admit your shit. Man, well, man, thank y'all for listening. As always, like I said, uh-huh. go to the I only listen to '90s music Facebook group. Get in on the fun, kick it with us, have fun with this, all that good stuff. Stacy, where can people hit you up at? You can find me still in Dallas. Snowed in, y'all still snowed in? No, we. Uh, it's it was sixty something today, so I finally left Big Sip's house. I've been over there for like three weeks. They said that it was going to possibly be cold, and apparently, I am unable to take care of myself during the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Although I am from the Midwest, born and raised <laughs> in St. Louis, lived there for thirty something years before I moved to Texas. And my boyfriend is from the Gulf Coast area of Mississippi. But you know more about cold. I am not able to. Not prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared. I'm not. I can't take care of myself in the cold. So, um, <laughs> but anyhow, you can find me on all social platforms at Stacy Adams, Stacy with the E, Adams with the Z, or you can check me out at Stacy Reads the Bible. <laughs> so that's it. Because I be reading the Bible. Shout out to we got a, a a bad comment that I deleted on that Black Israelites. Somebody from the Black Israelites put a comment on there and like, damn, we don't know nothing about <laughs> what it means oh. to be a Black Israelite. Whole another thing. Like, sir, we're sorry that we thought that you were. Right, man. I was just, I was just trying to get some gas. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get some gas, yeah. man. I was just trying to get some gas. We're sorry that we mistook <laughs> you for angry dogs. <laughs> For right. Power Rangers, just got my Power Rangers. Right. Yeah, like you gotta yeah. admit, y'all got the same colors. My apologies, man. I thought y'all was some true dogs. <laughs> Scott, where can he hit you up at? Man, man, hit me up everywhere. Cool ass Scott, man. I'm I'm in the group posting all day, every all day, at day. random times of the night. All day. Like it's no one knows. My goal is to outpost uh, Scott this year. That's my goal. Right. Like, I don't year. like. Everyone knows I don't sleep, right? Like, if, like my sleep <laughs> schedule is ridiculous. Nobody knows when I actually go to bed. When the fuck does Scott go to sleep? Because <laughs> I think he'd be scheduling them. I think he'd be scheduling them. No, I don't. Because <laughs> you can schedule them. I just get to it. <laughs> Not like he just does because so at four o'clock in the morning when I'm up because I'm up because I'm you know on crack and I'm up like. <laughs> Scott has just posted. So it's like, I'm like, and more, and I told you, like, I'll be playing spades on my phone. And because I can't see the time, it'll be four o'clock in the morning because I've been playing for seven hours. And then I go to the group and Scott just posted. And I'm like, <laughs> but when did he go to sleep? Because at some point, though, he posted Scott at 2 30. He goes to work. <laughs> I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. So at some point during the day, Scott goes to work. I don't know what time he goes to work, but my assumption is, <laughs> is that he's up at four because he's getting ready to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> During that time that he's at work, he's still posting. So Scott posts <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It never stopped. If I like if I'm inactive on social media, it's because I actually took a nap. Like that's <laughs> if I'm if, if you haven't seen me online, it's because Stacy finally went to sleep. She finally took a nap. That's it. Like, but yeah, I don't know when Scott's. I mean, again, we don't. It's, I, I it's like, random. 
<laughs> he works somewhere doing something and he has to get up work to go to work at 4 in the morning. Well, man, thank y'all for listening as always. We will be back. Peace. Yeah.